0: Hey, loves, it's Yolanda Renee, host of From Shadow to Sacred It's Sex in a Raw, a podcast where we are here to educate, entertain, and inform about all things sex, sexuality, and sensuality. I myself am a board certified kink conscious sex therapist, and I am here to create the space. You ready? Let's go. Yes, hey, loves, it is Yolanda Renee, the spiritual clinical counselor and sexual self awareness coach. Bringing you what? Another fire episode of From Shadow to Sacred, It is Sex and a Raw. And (laughs) y'all, I am so excited to bring my girl to the microphone, Camille Talicia. Yes, the intentional goddess, helping you build your business by design and helping you get your what? Money, your life in alignment. Yes, ma'am, that is my girl. You liked that, didn't you? Yes! (laughs) Come to the microphone and tell the people about yourself, Miss Ma'am.
1: Oh, goodness. Well, first, thank you so much for um, just inviting me and allowing me to be on your show. I, I think that talking about sex is something that women, especially black women, we get to do more often without the stigma, without shame, without embarrassment, any of that stuff, you know, the guilt that surrounds it. So I'm very excited to be here, number one um camille talicia first of all i live for people saying my name correctly thanks i love it and i want you to know that just on the fly my girl just gave me a whole new headline putting your money and your life in alignment oh i love it which is exactly what i do (laughs) i um i work with women entrepreneurs i mean i can work with anybody but i love to support women to be clear um in, you know, just really knowing, loving and trusting themselves mm-hmm. as they move through their entrepreneurial journey. I like to use spirituality, personal development, and also business strategy inside of that in combination and conjunction, however you would like to think about it, um, to just create something that feels amazing to them. You know, I mean, I think it is such a gift when you can really love and enjoy what you do intentionally. Mm-hmm. And so my, 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 Purpose, yeah, it is my purpose. And my mission is to um just help women create that in their lives. So yeah. And I I'm in Atlanta. That. Does that count? Does that is, that is that is that good info? I'm in Atlanta.
0: Also. Yeah, we need to know where you at. Of course, of course. I love that that you are helping, like you said, women, business women especially, just really become intentional about who they are and how they show up in all the spaces, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you and I have had some conversations just, you know, on the side about just how we are exploring our, like, our femininity and our sensuality yeah. and all of that good stuff. So tell us a bit about your journey as far as you getting to know yourself on that level.
1: Mm, as I, You know what? Wow. I don't think I've ever talked about this story per se in, in like, full detail. But anyway, so... Um I would say my journey to really just knowing myself and then owning my femininity and really embracing that it started when I was in LA so probably around like 2012 2013 mm-hmm. um I, I started getting in good shape. I like, I left Atlanta, moved over to LA, changed my whole life and really just allowed myself in a new environment to learn who I was Mm -hmm. out there on my own. No family. I knew like two people, um, fast forward into, I started doing Herbalife stuff and I was like getting in shape and I was feeling good about my body Mm -hmm. for the first time since maybe high school if even then, you know? And so I think that was the first step is like feeling good in my my personal soul soul sack, <laughs> you know, just the container that is holding my soul. Um, Then I started working with a spiritualist, kind of doing some light coaching. You know, I don't want to say it was full life coaching, but it started giving me a- access to just like, Say, calling myself a goddess sometimes, and you know, just tapping into the divine part of me. Mm -hmm. And then I moved back to Atlanta when my mom passed away. I started working with a life coach to kind of just deal with my grief. Mm -hmm. And then in that process, the conversation started back up again like knowing yourself, you are a goddess, you are a woman. What does it mean to be in your feminine? Mm -hmm. And I started spending time intentionally with other women and finding comfort in it because Mm -hmm. I realized for a long time that I wasn't really that comfortable in my friendships with women. Like I was like, you know, you have your close girlfriends, but you've grown up with them. So it's different Mm -hmm. as when it's like, I'm meeting a woman for the first time and I'm having a conversation with her. I'm trying to find a point of connection. And so I was inside of this women's um, empowerment group for a few years and, you know, we had, we were meeting twice a week, you know, having calls, conference calls, <laughs> other calls, classes. And I really gave myself permission to learn how to be vulnerable with women, how to be transparent, how to stand in my power also. Because I think that's one thing where sometimes we are either like super in our like, oh, this is who I am. And so we're kind of more in our masculine around women where we feel like we have to stand strong and run everything. Mm-hmm. And and then the divine feminine leadership where it's like, I empathize with you. I see you. I'm understanding you. I'm giving you this guidance. I'm offering you a suggestion. You can take it or leave it, but I'm holding the space for you. I don't feel the need to run the show per se. Yes. And so being inside of that space coupled with my coaching really just gave me a lot of access to um, embracing the femininity and also loving myself because you can't love other women if you don't love yourself as a woman. And so that really was important for me to get to the point where I could look at myself in the mirror and look and look at myself, look in my own eyes, right? Right and smile mm-hmm. and and it sounds like such a small thing but when you when the, when you really for the first time look at yourself and um like see and start crying like mm-hmm. feel mm-hmm. sadness I remember the very first time in a, in a coaching session and I literally felt like really sad like I that was all and obviously I was grieving also but there was no smile there was no like <laughs> I see you girl like oh my You know, and so the day when I did another mirror exercise and I literally felt joy Mm. looking at myself, I was like, "Okay, we done did some work, baby girl.
0: (laughs) Like you said, looking in the mirror and being able to smile at yourself, like I think people who know, know how profound that is.
1: Exactly. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, that's deep. And you talk about the masculine. So did you find yourself at one point being more in your masculine and shifting? Is that what oh, I-
1: Absolutely. I mean, listen, I came from in a corporate America space where I was the only woman in the office. It was mm-hmm. IT. I'm like with the guys. And so there's a different type of energy that you have to be on just to be able to be in an environment like that. But mm-hmm. what I didn't really Realizes that I was carrying that everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Like there wasn't a lot of softness to me. There wasn't a lot of just being and owning who I am and like loving my curves and going mm-hmm. with the flow and just being. You know, every time I started talking about femininity, my body literally starts waving. <laughs> literally, I can't help it. Just being, you know, like a woman, you know. And so, yeah, I I definitely was in that masculine for. Quite some time, you know. Like I would have moments where I could drop in, but my my um, default was more masculine, for sure. Mm.
0: So, how did that that shift affect your relationships? Period. Like, how did moving from the masculine to the feminine affect how you interacted with people?
1: You know what? I think that it has made me a lot easier to connect with. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I definitely remember in you know after the fact people were like well you know you I thought you were a little mean I thought you were standoffish I thought you know like they had all these perceptions of me because of me like standing in this on guard and like mm, you don't need to know me and I I got to be firm and I got to be all like all these very masculine qualities that aren't bad mm-hmm. but I'm a woman you know like I get to honor the divine feminine cuz guess what it's fun as hell and so I think for the like on the just immediate, I think it was a lot easier for me to begin connecting with people and for people to feel like they could also connect with me. Got you. And then the relationship. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like in the spirit of this show, honey, I will simply just say that my sex life went through the, sorry. You um, can just bring it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like i mean and not like oh i had all these partners now but just like my experience sexually was so much more fulfilling so much more mm-hmm. enjoyable i got i learned how to be vulnerable when i wanted to be vulnerable and when i wanted to get a little you know spicier and try some new things like i also found comfort in doing that and i just mm-hmm. i really got comfortable just being me mm-hmm. um and so i think that that also makes me more attractive mm. to, you know, like I'm, I'm hetero. So it makes me more attractive to men in the sense mm-hmm. that I can be in my feminine. And so they get to shine in their masculine in a, in a way that isn't like they have to prove something they can just mm-hmm. be in their masculine. So I also think that that was more attractive as well.
0: I love that. So in the spirit of the show, as you say. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as you as you are shifting or as you have shifted into your feminine, you began to explore what has that looked like?
1: In the spirit of the show. Yes, sexual. Okay. Yes. Okay. I I had multiple orgasms for the first time, you know and that was like i mean that was post 30 you know what i'm saying and so i really i learned i was like oh what was you doing baby for yeah, <laughs> right like girl <laughs> i was like oh i've been out here just wasting time okay so um that i mean i think that's my biggest accomplishment now but um you know i just i feel like i've been more willing to express what i like and Mm -hmm. i definitely you know like um slap me on the ass like you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying like Mm -hmm. you know and and being willing to ask for that and Mm -hmm. not feel like embarrassed like honestly if i can share Mm -hmm. wow Mm -hmm. how you got me talking about these things you linda I remember the very first time, um, a guy I was dating slapped me on the ass during sex and I was offended. I was like, you're treating me like I'm a slut and all this stuff. Like I had all this oh, so many stories around it. Yes. I couldn't even find the enjoyment. Right. Mm. And so after like, we talked about it, you know, and he was kind of like, what, like what's happening? Why would you even like go there? And so like it freed me up to gain a new perspective about it, and then eventually freed me up to let it happen again. Mm-hmm. And to the point where then I'm like, uh, can you do this <laughs> or not? <laughs> I got a list. I mean, you ready? <laughs> like, so are we? Are we gonna try it? Like, are you committing to the experience? I love it, <laughs> girl. Yes. All that yeah. yeah, so, you know, it's like just little things like that, where I just, I don't even want to say advocating for myself, but it is really adv- advocating for my pleasure. How about that?
0: Yes, exactly. Yeah. Mm. And you know what? And it's such a a space that we normally don't go to as women. Like, we don't advocate for our pleasure. We're so used to just showing up and just letting whatever happens happen. You know what I mean? And not advocating and voicing like you know what that didn't even really do it for me can we try this instead like mm, hello yeah so the stories you mentioned like what were some of those stories that you kind of had to deprogram or rewrite in order to let yourself be more
1: vulnerable and express I mean I mean it really circles all the way back to the childhood mm-hmm. I remember you know I mean like I, I I'm nicely endowed in the rear area you know I got a little junk in my trunk uh it's the natural junk no shade to anybody else but it's a like I know in today's standards by what we are creating in the doctor's offices I, it's not considered junk in the trunk but back in the 90s you know what I'm saying like it was It was like oh
0: <laughs>
1: <So, laughs> you
0: were doing it in the 90s girl you was doing it okay that's
1: bad. That's bad. Um, and so you know like I just remember my mom always kind of saying like don't let nobody slap you on the butt you know like that's not good like she would sh- she would um try to make sure I didn't wear anything that showed off the fact that I had a butt which is like if you have a butt it's gonna be seen exactly in the clothes you know yes. and so it was like there was always this like had like my ass is not to be seen. It's not like a thing for you know, it was just a very interesting, I don't even have all the words for it, but the 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 things that come up when I think about how I used to feel about like men even giving my ass attention is like it's disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Right. It's mm-hmm. like they're over sexualizing you. Um they they just want you for one thing. Like it's those kind of conversations which aren't true. Yes. So, I mean it and can it be right. of course mm-hmm. but like it's not the it's not the the absolute truth and it's definitely not the truth when you're in a relationship mm-hmm. like this is the person that is supposed to sexualize you if anything like this is the one who is supposed to see you in this in this light and you should embrace that and i wasn't embracing it mm-hmm. yeah got you got
0: you yeah and a lot of these stories are written in childhood and us trying to deprogram as adults what we've learned as kids can be a mindfuck sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) So did you notice, like, was it linear or did you, was your journey kind of like up, down, all over the place when you got to the States?
1: Oh, I, no, I don't think it's, does anybody ever have a linear journey, honey? So like, I could pretend to be like, yes, as soon as I got here, I was, I was, oh, it was smooth sailing. No, of course it wasn't, you know, it's a lot of, trial and error. It's a lot of, well, I thought I wanted that. And no, maybe I didn't want that, but wait, why didn't I want that? Is that a real reason, you know, and kind of thinking you're making forward progress? Like, yeah, I'm cool. I know myself. I'm comfortable. And then something happens to kind of test that, you know, and then you realize, okay, I got a little more work to do. Like, okay, I thought I had this self-love game on lock. Like, Like, I'm just about myself. And then, oh. He said that about me. Oh, he said, like, he had that thought, and it wasn't even really a thing, but I've internalized it into this thing now. And so now I'm questioning everything and I'm spiraling, and it's like, okay, got some work left to do. (laughs) You know, but I'm definitely further along than I was when I started. And I think that's all that matters. Like, I haven't backtracked to day one. Like, I've definitely. Step three, at least. <laughs> <laughs> well, girl, we gonna clap for step three. There you go. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So okay, this is progress. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Hmm. So, what about women who are still pretty entrenched in their masculine and they want to be more feminine? They just can't figure out how to get there. Like, what kind
1: of suggestion would you give them? I mean, honestly. I can only share from what has worked for me. Mm -hmm. And so, and like, I'm not an authority on all things feminine, but what I will offer is like, spend time with other women, especially other women who are showing you a version of femininity that aligns with what you would like for yourself. Even if right now they are just like 5% more feminine than you are, like it's still progress, right? Because then once you get to that 5%, you will start noticing the women who are 20%. And then you spend time With them and find ways to work with them or be around them. And then you get to your 20. You know, like I think it's a a progress because I don't think that if I had just been thrown in a situation like, oh, you're about to go do a whole goddess girls weekend when I first was in this game, I would have been miserable. Like, would I have made it work? Sure. But I probably would not have gotten out of it what I could have after I'd been through, you know, the experience and went through the process of, oh, I was hanging out with one or two women. Now I can hang out with five of them. Now we're doing girls nights, you know, spending the, like, at one point I was doing Like goddess girlfriend nights every Friday, we did a show and then we all spent the night together every Friday for almost a year. And I will absolutely say that that definitely helped me a lot because we held space for each other. It was like we created a fun but yet still sacred container where we were talking about all of the things, right? Mm -hmm. And I got to see that I got to see what it felt like to be around women. I could express my ridiculousness, my sexuality, my joy, my pain, my vulnerability, and it still be safe. And there was no judgment. It was only love. And, you know, we got to dance around. We did naked things together. You know what I'm saying? We just like, we did all of these things that really just allowed me to see what it feels like to be in divine feminine energy. Mm. But if you had asked me to do that in 2016, Mm. honey, (laughs) Honey, I'd been like, hey, so thanks for dinner, guys. This is great. Like, it's no, like, hell no, you know. But I had gone through being in that program, spending being on the phone with women, having these one on one conversations, being a mentor to other women. So mm-hmm. I'd gone through all these steps that now I was ready to be at the 75% femininity level, you know, mm-hmm. to the 100%, <laughs> you know, having goddess rituals and things like that together. Like, but you—it's a journey, though, you know. So, I, that was a very long way to answer the question. No,
0: but that was beautiful because I'm still a woman who operates a lot in her masculinity, and I'm trying to shift. Because you know, when, at least when I was younger, the conversation was like, "Well, I don't have female friends because female—they catty, and they didn't dis- exactly, dis- and you know, yeah. So like, what is that about? Like, why? Why is it this narrative that women cannot be in the same space with other women without advancing some shit? Like, what is that?"
1: Men, Mm. patriarchy, because they put us in competition with each other. It's if we feel like there's any space where we are competing for a man's attention, number one, or we're competing for the one spot that men make available for women to be in any sort of leadership or influential role. Mm. Then, of course, they make us each other's enemy instead of us looking like, "What the fuck are y'all doing?" Mm. Like, who said? Like, first of all, do you see the shit? You need to do is all of y'all step down and let us take your (laughs) place. But we've been conditioned to be like, This is a man's world. Oh, I can't believe I just tried to sing on the podcast, and that's going to be live. But you know, like we are conditioned to think it's a man's world and we're just trying to fit in and not there's space for both of us because this is not to attack men and say they're wrong, but they have continue to perpetuate this idea that they are more valuable than we are Mm. and that's false we're Mm. equally valuable we're equally necessary i'm not chopping no damn wood okay come do it take out the trash baby come up do all of the things that you think you're supposed to do while understanding i still have a space here as well that is just as valuable Mm. i love it
0: well look so we're going because we can keep going all day but i want to talk about this real quick this idea that us as independent women, especially black women, I don't need a man. I got this on
1: lot. All that other conversation. So let, let's be on. Okay. You know what is funny? I had a conversation with my girlfriend about this the other day because mm-hmm. she called me and she was saying, like, I'm trying to open up to be in relationship. Like, you know, I want to be in a relationship, but I have I have this thing about my independence and I don't want no man to take my independence. And I was like, independence is not about doing it by yourself. It's about knowing your capabilities and knowing that, yes, I can take care of myself. I do know, like, I am self-sufficient. I am resourceful. But I was like, let's be clear. You're not out here doing everything by yourself. None of us are. We have support. What you, What's the problem is, is you're forgetting to acknowledge the support. In everything that you're doing, because, yeah, sure, you're doing 90 percent of it, but there's still a 10 percent. And so if you take out the idea that being independent means I have to do everything by myself and I have to only cater to me and like whatever that whatever you're thinking independence is and look at it as I'm independent and he's independent, but together we are a partnership. Like, that is the goal. Like, yes, be independent. I eat what I eat. Wow. All the spellings, whatever the song is. okay. like be in that space. But then also recognize the value of having somebody, even if it's just the 10 percent they're filling in, he's still valuable. And him doing 10 percent does not take away from the 90 that you bring. And he might even be able to take another 10 off. So you actually can go take a bath, go get a massage, like go to dinner, like there is value in the partnership. And I think that this, I think the independent conversation in that whole mindset stems back to the patriarchy. And I'm not even like somebody who's big, like, oh, feminist on on the soapbox or anything. But I think it comes down to like women trying to be men, Because I can do all the things you're doing, and I can do all the, I can be in my masculine, and I can be this. And it's like, but you don't have to. We're not even meant to. Like, we are meant to be in reception, Mm -hmm. okay? We are the receivers, we are the incubators, we are the birthers. We can't birth and build houses at the same damn time. Why would you like, sure, can you physically, sure, honey, do it, but why? Exactly exactly so drops like
0: yeah. right <laughs> i can do it all by myself but why would i would i if i don't have to yeah. like like i changed i had to take the damn toilet off and get the bar rest and my kids flush flushed down the toilet but I'm like i would really prefer not to be doing this shit. X.
1: i would really prefer a man to be taking care of all his hair absolutely absolutely Ooh. and when a man comes in your life that wants to do it you will certainly allow his ass to do it <laughs>
0: All the way back, baby. Please, you want a sandwich when you're done fixing that
1: toilet? I got you. Wanna be absolutely. absolutely. And that is the balance, right? Like, thank you for being in service to me. Let me serve you. I and it doesn't take away from my independence, nor does it take away from your independence, masculinity, whatever. You know? I think it's it's all the balance, the generosity and reciprocity.
0: Man, mm-hmm. see, I want to get all into the sacral and all that other stuff, but we ain't got time to go all that. Like girl,
1: it. I almost, you know, I almost took the human design. I said, no, we are not going, we not going, we not
0: I <laughs> so have to come back and do that another day so we can understand the power of the sacral. Like, girl, just saying, the almighty Yanni is a thing. Like, we, okay. we just need you to know. Okay. Okay? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. Ooh, as we wrap this up, I'm like, you don't even feel like we've been talking that long? Like, what the hell? Okay. So what would you tell just those who are listening when they are on this journey of just really getting back in alignment, right? With their mm-hmm. sexual, sensual, feminine self, what would you tell
1: them? <sighs> um, spend some time with yourself, mm. you know, in a manner that you're not lonely you're not looking for like the distraction like go take a bath honey Mm -hmm. you know like put some herbs some flowers some smell good put your music on light a candle take a bath be with yourself don't get on the phone and get distracted reading about other people but just like spend time with yourself because Mm -hmm. if that's I think that's one of the first keys to really loving yourself for who you are, like if you can't be with yourself and I'm not saying by yourself, but if you can't be with yourself Mm -hmm. without needing something to, to dampen (laughs) the experience, distract the experience, be a buffer for the experience, like how are you ever going to know yourself enough to love yourself? Like, you don't even know which thoughts are your own. You don't know which feelings are your own. You don't know what your body is telling. Like, you don't even know when your body is aching or when it's craving something or when it needs something or when you are horny, you know what I'm saying? Like, and and you're horny because you just need to masturbate versus I I want to be in communion with another person right now and exchange energy. You know, like, you don't know any of these things if you don't take the time to just be with yourself. So take a bath, take a long sensual shower. If you don't have a bathtub available or just sit and meditate, you know what I'm saying? Like just do something and also masturbate. Shit, <laughs> also do that because that allows you Because listen and not with a toy. Mm. manually masturbate okay Mm. because there's a different connection or experience that happens when you are actually the one pleasuring yourself with just yourself Mm. I think I don't know you tell me what do you think I love it I think so too because
0: like you said it's a different connection skin on skin Versus you using a toy and you being able to be the orchestrator of your own pleasure and orgasm, you know, that connection to self is different. I would think as well than using a toy. And I'm saying you can't. I mean, no,
1: not knocking any toy use.
0: (laughs) But yeah, I agree. It's a different type of empowerment. Yeah. To be able to do that for yourself at least once, you know, be able to bring yourself to that completion. And be
1: willing to touch yourself. How about that? Girl. That's really what it's about, right?
0: Like you're touching yourself. And that your vulva is not dirty or bad or there's nothing wrong with
1: it. Like, girl, we have to talk about
0: the proper names for the girl.
1: Without shame. Knowing right, who you are. Yes. Right. Right. No finding your own G spot. Okay. That requires you to not just touch yourself but go within. Exactly. Literally. Okay.
0: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Like you say, that deprogramming of the things we probably learned in our childhood or religion or social media or whatever the case may be, that yeah. we're learning. Like that part of ourselves is something's wrong with it. Like we give birth to yeah. it.
1: come on, you know? How about we create life? Not even birth. You are literally creating life. Like if that ain't being a a manifester, and not in the human design sense, but just mm-hmm. someone who is manifesting, I don't know what is. I don't know what is
0: okay. I'm not worthy of being valued. Huh? Huh? Girl, I, just you I just come got chills. Come on, come on, sis. I just got chills. Oh, please tell the people where to find you, Miss Intentional Goddess.
1: Yes, you can find me at www dot the intentional goddess.com that is where I am um if you are interested in human design things you can go to intro to human and learn about that we didn't even get to touch on that but that is a whole additional yeah you might
0: back we might have to have a whole conversation because I need to get into the sacro popping
1: so I'm with don't... it I'm with it I'm with yeah. it but Our yeah and on, and on Instagram I'm also the intentional goddess with the at sign in front so you can find me there too mm-hmm. yes
0: and speaking of having a reading, I'll just give a real quick plug. I had one. It was flipping amazing. I lived my whole life based off of now. I am a projector. OK, that means I need to wait to be invited to do the things. And guess who's waiting to be invited? And while I wait, I chill and do a little research and do a little oh, wow. research and then chill. But anyway, we're going to bring y'all back. Yes. So we got to stay tuned for part two yes. let y'all know about all the things.
1: Yes, Yes. 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 <laughs> I'm here for it. Just let me know.
0: No problem. Thank you so much, love. This has been another episode of From Shadow to Sacred. It's Sex in the Raw with Miss Camille, the intentional goddess. <laughs> <laughs> we will see you next time. Bye, guys. Bye. Hey loves, now I hope y'all enjoyed that last episode of From Shadow to Sacred is Sex and Raw and that y'all are staying in tuned and following us in all of the places so you can get the episodes as they drop. Until next time, see y'all on the flip. Bye for now.